This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hello, everyone. My name is Erin Trelor, and I am the host of Raw Beauty Talks. We're taking you behind the highlight reel of the world's biggest influencers and wellness gurus to get a raw glimpse of what beauty, health, and wellness look like in today's world so that you can feel your absolute best in your body and in your life. Hello, everyone. I am so excited for today's conversation. We are getting down and dirty. We're talking about sex on the show today, and I am so excited to hear our guest story. She was originally in the field of law, but left her career, spent five years in Asia studying the secrets of Tantra and Taoism, and spent over a decade training in healing and spiritual modalities. Sophia Sundari is an international transformational leader, a Tantra educator, best-selling author of Liberation into Orgasm. She helps people all over the world really root down into their sexual power and love. So, okay, first of all, I have to ask the question, how did you go from a career in law to teaching Tantra and talking about sex all day long? Mm, yeah, great question. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a work of magic, you know, that's what I, what I think. Although um, it may sound kind of dramatic and it feels like some people think, oh my God, it must have taken so much courage to so dramatically change and shift. But in fact, it's, uh, I've, I fell so low within myself, within my confidence, within... Uh, always trying to put other people first to put first what is it supposed what i supposed to be what i'm supposed to be like a woman what i was supposed to be uh, as a person whose needs was i looking after my own or the needs of others and the society what was more important so it's like i got so lost in all of this so i hit such a rock bottom so uh, literally when i'm looking back i feel that there was actually no other way there was like mm -hmm. i had to radically shift my life because otherwise i was just spinning down and down and down and things were just getting worse and worse and worse i kept having real big trouble with relationships kept having really confusing relationships with men who were just confusing me and being not really available um, and uh, yeah just i felt genuinely really unhappy and uh, really yeah really down and this work really did not satisfy me so yeah all of a sudden uh, i had to just quit and find and look inside because inside when I started to look inside and start look at my frustration I started to really ask myself questions but why am I so frustrated why am I so unhappy is it supposed to be that way and for a while I did think that that was supposed to be that way but then as I started looking deeper and deeper then I saw that no it didn't have to be that way and I just followed one step at a time I felt like I had to shift my environment so I left the country where I was I left Russia then the next step was like okay I wanted to do what I loved and I loved to practice yoga that's what I really loved at the time and then as I was practicing then I kept encountering new teachers new schools and then eventually I came to uh, to find that actually uh, there is a path that includes not only yoga and posture but also meditation and also even working with our sexual energy and um, energy of connection and cultivating relationships and all of this can be actually done in a conscious way which is totally different to how I used to do it 
it and um, that there's a whole art around this and um, a profound depth of self can be revealed through uh, all those practices when done consciously so yeah basically that's wow. <laughs> wow you know there are so many women that i work with who are in that rock bottom space where they're like i've got anxiety i'm feeling depressed i feel like i'm not aligned i'm anxious i'm sick why do i have disordered eating and it can feel like where do i even begin to unravel all of this so i love what you just said about you didn't have the answer when you left your career in law it wasn't like you knew this was where you were going to land but you followed one foot in front of the other leave the country which some people won't need to do but but following that first step, doing the yoga, interested in meditation, sexual energy, and then here we are today talking, I mean, a million steps mm -hmm. later, but mm -hmm. I love that because it's the same, same situation for me. It was following one step, writing the bio for raw, doing that first photo shoot, da, 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 and then here we are. So let's talk about, let's just dive right into this. Let's talk about sex. I feel that based on my conversations with, you know, over 200 women now. We have a complicated relationship with sex these days. There are so many things that are factoring into our sexual experiences and relationships, everything from body image, religion, porn, dating apps, Tinder, I mean, a million other things. What is, you, that's my perception. What is your perception of women and our relationship with sexuality? Yeah, it feels like we, just like me in my story, like I kept looking for something like a, a box to tick, you know, as if my life was all about tickable boxes, that I am a woman who looks like this, who dresses like that, who earns that much, who attracts those kind of people, who hangs out with those kind of people uh, during her social time. So it was all like boxes to tick. And I feel like okay and then okay you need to be pretty in a certain way and you have to look a certain way and that's another box to tick and then you have to have sex in a certain way and orgasm in a certain way and all of this is just um it's so disconnected from what feels good what what really feels right inside because all of those ideas they just we just basically absorb them from society or from media or from pornography and so around sexuality or what is for most people, sexuality is about sexiness, to, to be sexy. And then sexy is a very specific kind of thing, yeah, where you look at the, at the magazine cover and then there is a woman with this big breasts, with um, yeah, this certain shape and a certain way to dress, and then this is sexy and everything else is not sexy. Um, so basically, I find that, yeah, exactly that, that there's just a lot of confusion and a lot of like people feel lost and and then there's also a real orientation towards masculine type of sexuality and uh, that type of sexuality is very much goal oriented it's very much about like okay go, going straight to the point start, you know penetration that kind of rush to the finish line and voila there, there there we are and this is very much like yeah kind of linear goal oriented and that's kind of product of society that we live in of course these are the values that are uh, present in society and so they come to our bedroom as well but for women it doesn't work it, it's not what makes us radiant it's not what makes us flourish from inside you know i find that uh, conscious sexuality is a way to to real happy uh, life when our sexual life is thriving our whole life is thriving 
and we just need to find that way that really works for us how to make love how to approach our sexuality how to cultivate our sexuality most people even don't know anything about this it doesn't even matter if you have a partner or not but there is a way to cultivate it as a as a to like like feeding our battery because our sexual is the energy that created us. That's the root energy of our being. So when we are consciously approaching our sexuality and continuously moving our sexual energy, and I can explain how, how to do that. Oh, yeah. But when, <laughs> but when we are continuously doing that, then we are recharging our battery. And we are cultivating that, that shining radiance from inside. And that's what real beauty is for a woman. When this radiance is shining from inside. How many models have we seen with totally empty eyes where they don't feel her joy, you don't feel her heart, you don't feel her radiance. And these are the gifts of the feminine. And this is what we are so hungry for, all of us. Yeah. And when we see a woman who is really free in her body, who is walking and moving her hips gracefully, who is just enjoying being in the body, then we all benefit from it. Yes. Yes. Okay. I have so many questions based on what you just said, but we're just going to start like where everyone wants to go right now. I know what is conscious sexuality and how do we start moving towards that? Because everything that you're saying about sexuality versus sexy and what our definition of sexy is, is resonating so deeply with me. I mean, we all, I think now have seen thousands and thousands of images of what a quote unquote sexy woman is. And the reality is none of our bodies actually look like that because it's Photoshopped and like breast augmentations, which there's nothing against that. But like, there's, there's just so many things going on in that media porn image of what sexy is that so many women are like, that's not me. So turn off the lights, get this over with. Don't let him see me. Don't like, don't, I don't feel at home in my body in order to enjoy this sexual experience because I'm not sexy. So how do we start to tap into our sexuality, no matter what body we're showing up in? Mm, yeah, yeah, beautiful. I think you really are nailing the, the problem that so many women are facing and, and how we then translate it into our life and then use as another area to feel ashamed of or guilty about or uh, some and this is also not working. Yeah, so yeah. So for sure, yeah, it's a big one and it shouldn't be that way and it really doesn't have to be. Um, and on the contrary, it can be that place where we go to really recharge, get revitalized. And um, well, the difference between conscious sexuality and unconscious sexuality is in approach of going into it with full presence. Like, like when you start to uh, be it, uh, even dancing can be a way of moving sexual energy. Yeah, even like when you really let yourself fully relax, it's also a way of allowing your eroticism, your erotic energy to come online because we are so tense and so stressed and that's anything but sexy, anything but, but uh, okay, sexy is not even the right word, but anything but sexual, anything but nourishing, where we live in this masculine way where everything is tight yeah, and only the head is working and, and looking and like achieving and looking at goals and yes. seeing everything like in, in fragments. But um, yeah, in um, a true uh, erotic opening, it's like, we need to descend into the body. And for women especially, it's, this is where uh, we will feel alive when we really learn to occupy the body and release the tension in the body and release the tension in the jaw and in the sh uh, shoulders and in the neck and in the pelvis. 
and usually this tense jaw and many discovered already that their jaws are so tense and it shows on the face and it's always uh, a sign that the vagina is also very tense so oh my god i clench i'm a jaw clencher so i also have a tight vagina this means Normally, yeah, and okay. uh, the tightness, the tightness will, um, sometimes we think it's, we want this kind of tight vagina, but <laughs> not the good of, kind. Of, of over tightening, then actually the muscles can become atrophied eventually, and they can actually become on the contrary, looser, and uh, like there can be less connection. And yes, yeah, no, this makes sense. I, my parents are both physiotherapists, so they have pelvic physios at their clinic, and when I was pregnant, I learned how to actually activate my pelvic floor and release my pelvic floor so that in labor, I would have more connection with that area of my body through the birth experience. But this is so interesting that you're talking about this kind of level of tension that we're not conscious of. It's not a muscle that you're usually thinking about. Like, exactly, yeah. So, and that's exactly the, the, sim, the sign of sim, uh, overactivated sympathetic nervous system, which is all about fight or flight. So it's like we're constantly in the state of stress. So yes. we're actually less even connected to our resource, to who we really are. We don't even, we cannot even feel what we feel yes. like because we are in the stress and like always being ready to be attacked from somewhere. Yeah. That's what the sympathetic nervous system does. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country, Country anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash talks. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friend. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code RAWBEAUTYTALKS at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code RAWBEAUTYTALKS. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you over. I I love what you're saying about really sinking into our bodies. And I find this interesting because 
I work with women so much on starting to tune into hunger and fullness levels and noticing those innate cues that your body gives you about when, when am I tired? When am I hungry? Like, when am I craving movement? And so many women that I work with have no idea what their body is telling them. They have just completely disconnected and moved into that headspace primarily because of this fast-paced culture that we live in, because we're seeing images that make us feel our body is wrong, so we disconnect from it even further. There's so much conversation around diets and, um, and just societal norms that require us to disconnect from our body in some capacity. How do you teach women to get back into their body and to actually start to feel these things that you're talking about to actually relax into their body? Well, there are a few ways and I mean, there are many, many ways. I have whole online courses around this and whole trainings around this. But the first thing is to come to this relaxation. And for many people, it's something they don't, they really underestimate. But even having this like five, 10 minutes a day where no matter what happens in your day, where you just take those five, 10 minutes to just lay down and relax. Yes. Even this can be a profound practice, but you relax consciously. So that's the difference again, that we are really in the experience. It's not that you lie down and you start thinking about 10 other things. <laughs> yeah. Like most people do or yeah. on the phone, like yeah, I'm relaxing. Kind of. <laughs> Same yeah. will go in sex. Yeah. Most uh, women, the way they make love is like they are kind of being made love to. And at the same time, she's thinking about laundry, about her totally. nail polish, I don't know, the kids and what food to prepare and all of this. Yeah. No, it's like being in the experience and same with the relaxation. So coming to this relaxation with the full immersion into the experience of relaxation so that's a really big one and really going like like in shavasana in yoga and the final relaxation really body by body part uh, another thing is to learn to move the hips to really bring the energy from here from this like kind of squeezed and and uh, uh, all the energy rises up to the head which is a very masculine movement up for us for women we need to learn to bring it down and uh, for that our hips yeah the hips like uh, that's what we need to learn to activate. So uh, having daily practice of five, 10 minutes of moving only the hips or like especially the hips with the emphasis on the hips to just like one or two of uh, songs that you love. Yes. That will also make a whole huge difference in the whole uh, sexual experience and uh, wow. feeling alive and erotic in the body. Okay. That's so doable. That's so yeah. doable. Everybody yeah, here can move their hips for two minutes a day while you're cooking? Like, do you need to be centered and in, in the moment again? Or can you do it while you're like cooking or like <laughs> while you're folding the laundry? <laughs> well, if that's all you have, that's all you have, you know? Yeah. It's like, we have to commit to what we can commit. Of course, it's best to be really in the experience and really in the moment, at least for a bit like really bring our awareness. And then as we also move the hips, we can also bring the awareness even a step deeper and feel uh, the vagina so okay. that's where really the woman begins we can say that's where really that's the seat of our feminine energy and uh, for most women there's a disconnection from the vagina and like we were saying this tension in the jaw also same tension because of we don't bring our awareness there 
Yes. And then it's kind of part of us that kind of exists uh, separately in a way. And yeah, we don't even talk about it. It's taboo. It's uh, no go. How she should also now now so this connection comes to the degree that women perform plastic surgery on their vaginas. Also, there's like certain deodorants women use because they don't like the smell. Kind of trying to become sterile, you know. That's what kind of modern culture is bringing us to, right. to become sterile, like not really being a woman, not really being uh, a human. But all those par- uh, things, like uh, our smell, our taste, um, like all the ways how we look, these imperfect bodies, which yeah. are perfect, just because they are, yeah. just because that's what makes us human. We incarnated into those bodies, so that that's enough to be proud of. Um, and they're carrying us through this life so uh yeah uh, then with the with those with those hips movement and also bringing the attention to the vagina and noticing also how you mentioned how there's a way to actually um, activate the pelvic floor muscles there's a way to uh, squeeze the vaginal muscles and relax and uh, notice what it does to you when you do it. For some women, it's extremely arousing. Just, yeah. They do just that and they're like, oh, wow, it's really <laughs> quite nice. For other women, they will feel nothing. They will go like, oh, am I doing it right? Again, the mind, yeah? But you need to stay with the feeling. Um, and then, uh, yeah, eventually, like the, my invitation for all women is to really learn to establish this deep connection with the vagina and learn that she is such a potent barometer such important compass even because when we really feel our vagina and she she is that ultimate receptacle we can say because we feel everything as women but our vagina she feels even more everything <laughs> mm-hmm. so wow. all our emotions can be felt through the vagina all the things that which is what what feels right where is our yes whereas our no all of this can be felt in the vagina but first of course we have to connect to her to learn her language I have never heard this. I've heard we can hear our yes or no in the gut. I've heard we can't trust our gut. Now I'm hearing we can hear a yes or no in the vagina. I'm loving this though, this invitation to just use our body even more as a tool. I'm so big on learning to listen to your body. And this is just, I definitely haven't been listening to my vagina. I can't admit that right now, but I'm, I'm definitely open to start. I want to talk about something because I have a feeling I'm not the only one who's experiencing this. So I found since having kids and growing my business, we have a just, James just turned five, Brooklyn's three. My husband has his own business too. By the end of the day, I am like, I love Scott so much and we have great sex. Hopefully my mom's not listening right now, but I, I, but at the same time, I'm so fucking exhausted. Like I'm not, I'm not um, like craving sex at this moment in my life we're still having sex, but like, it's not top of mind, but I don't want it to be that way because I cherish our relationship. And I find that there's so much connection when we do have sex. And I'm always like, why don't we do this more? But like, I'm also so tired. (laughs) Do you have any recommendations for, for people who are in relationships or, you know, going through one of those seasons that feels extra busy in regards to maintaining that connection and keeping that fire going and, you know, like (sighs) making it work, even when you're like, I need Mm -hmm. to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, I feel you absolutely. 
Absolutely, and you know, thank you so much for also just bringing your vulnerability forward, and, and we're not talking about some imaginary person. No, it's me. <laughs> and it's very relatable. I'm sure that women who are mothers and business owners for sure can relate. If not everyone, then most for sure. Um, and yeah, there are there are things to do here. First of all, is the mindset. So it's like where if it's another thing to do, then of course, like you've already done 500 things a day and another thing to do, no thanks. Right. But if you look at it as your charging station, yeah, if you look at sexuality as something that really boosts you for your whole life, so you have even more to give to your children, even more to give to your business because you feel recharged from inside. So that's that that will already help this shift of the mindset but of course you need to experience it like this and then still you can strategize because you don't have to have sex in the evening you can have sex in the morning which i highly recommend because that's when we are refreshed revitalized it's also really good for men that's when their testosterone levels are the highest and um uh, that's uh, you know just putting alarm waking up a little bit earlier then normally yeah that could really really change the whole thing and uh, you know in my opinion there's no better way to start the day station experience. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to lock the door before a small human <laughs> comes barging in to wake us up okay amazing so reframing it so that it's not another thing on your to-do list which i love because sometimes it feels like, again, in regards to sex and sexuality, we're told how we should do it. Like it should last this long. It should be this many times a week. You should do it this way so that your partner likes it. Like you should wear lingerie. You should da, 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 da. So we have this list of things and ways that we're supposed to show up. And again, I believe what you're saying is like all of that disconnects us from really rooting down and experiencing what sex could be for ourselves. So if we were to remove all of those expectations around sex, like what has sex looked like for you or how has it changed from those days when you were like, men were so confusing to now how you experience sex and like what, Mm. and your sexuality? Yeah, it's a huge difference because um, I see, I know that uh, first of all, it's not my performance. I don't owe anyone to entertain anyone also you know because sometimes women think oh i need to kind of have those orgasms to kind of be entertaining in some yes. way it, it can be deep yeah subconscious stuff it might or to like so make good. them feel adequate or like yeah. exactly th- there does seem to be this like idea of that's the goal the orgasm mm-hmm. is the goal and then but yeah. you're saying that, that that's not necessarily like that exactly so, looking at it yeah so that's like it's kind of coming to you know deep down really what it boils down to is just really deep profound self-acceptance and self-love and knowing that there's nothing i have to change about myself there's nothing i have to show i nothing i have to prove to anybody Mm. and this just naturally expands our beauty and our radiance and uh, men just just love it you know because i also hear from women but it's he who wants me like this he tells me that i have to be like this because he learned all this from pornography or from magazines or something but you know if you know who you are and your worth no one else can tell you that and you're not even going to attract people who are going to tell you this 
uh, but this being deeply rooted in our worth and knowing that you're not here to impress anyone, to perform for anyone, you're not here to have orgasm, you're here to you go into sexuality as a way to share yourself, to open your heart, to, to share your love, to expand uh, into who you are, to become a bit bigger, to become a bit brighter and to share with each other in this brightness and uh, expand into love. So when we come from that standpoint, and it's very clear why we go into sex. So it's, it's beyond lust, yeah, because we think like, oh, what to do over the years? Because normally after four or five years in relationship, there's a dip. Yeah, sometimes wow. it's sooner, but yes. it's hormonally explainable. It's like a hormonally, like kind of nature kind of gives up on you a little bit. It's like, okay, really? you, you have <laughs> oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, like the uh, hormonal, like the dopamine, oxytocin, all those hormones, they, they drop naturally. So there's kind of naturally less attraction because you're kind of less likely to procreate with this person according to nature. Yeah, because it's gay. You procreate, what? come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Really? So it's, it would, is that like in line with what they call the honeymoon phase? Where, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's probably different phases, like honeymoon phase. Um, there can be many honeymoons through life, especially if you go consciously into relating, there can be many, many honeymoon phases. So, but the first one is normally the strongest because that's when the, like, nature is really cheering you up. Like, yes. come on, go girl, make those babies. Yeah. <laughs> and then after those like four or five years and the hormones drop and then normally couples like, oh, okay, maybe we're over each other. No, this is a mistake. It's just the nature is no longer backing you, but you still can still produce this attraction by working on something, the science, which, which we call a science of polarity. We really learn what the polar opposites attract to each other. Because what many people do in relationships is that they become like buddies or they become like best friends. Yeah. And then it's like if you're there hanging out with your girlfriend, you know, all day in pajamas, watching Netflix and eating popcorn. Yeah, there's not so much polarity. There's not so much magnetic attraction. Totally. But if you... <laughs> But if you are in your feminine and in your flow, in your connection to yourself, to your radiance, you're dancing, moving your hips around the house, yeah. and he is in his uh, like uh, provider mode and his way to you know be really present, be really anchored in his masculine power, then there is this magnetic pol polarity because there is a difference, and then immediately there is attraction. So there are various, various ways and many, many practices to cultivate this and actually and to rebirth those relationships. Because love, as long as love is there, we can uh, bring back the spark easy. I love this so much because I'm right in this stage where my friends and I often, like a lot of us have been in relationships for, we're hitting that 10 year mark. And so the first four years, five years, everyone was getting engaged and now everyone's like having kids and relationships are people are separating relationships are ending now so I'm for sure some of this is like that the the relationship wasn't right that um it wasn't the right fit but I also hear not just not from friends but from clients as well like we've lost the spark we're just like roommates and so I love what you're saying is that that's almost natural to move into that space but you can get it back you can reignite that that flame mm -hmm. just maybe like change out of your sweatpants and stop farting in front of him and sway your hips a little bit like put on a float exactly <laughs> <laughs> life is pretty simple you know <laughs> don't make too big of a deal out of it 
I remember when Scott and I first started dating and I was like, you know, googly eyed and was like, this is my future husband. And I was like, I'm never going to let him see me without makeup or like, I'm never going to let myself go. And now I'm like walking around in the house in underwear that I've owned for like four years and like, like exhausted at the end of the day and haggard. And I'm like, what happened to me? But I'm feeling re-inspired to, you know, again, like step into that femininity and also to just consciously remember, I mean, I think it was a little extreme when we started dating, but to put in some, like, to put in some effort, to put in some effort, you know? Mm, beautiful. And I, I love your point that it, it's true that, I mean, and it's fine to be so comfortable and natural with each other. It's not that if you're uncomfortable and natural, you're no longer beautiful or no longer yes. active or, yeah. or no longer sexy. Yeah, but still like exactly this, it's more like an attitude. Like you make this little effort, like that you don't, even you don't go around naked all the time, but maybe you put a little something. You know, it's just, just because it's like, it's kind of inspires you and it kind of excites you. And yeah. then it will also ooze out of you as well. Well, I feel better and more myself when I'm in that space that you're talking about right now. Like regardless of what I'm wearing, it's, it's, as you said, it's an attitude and a mindset. What would you say, like for you, do you have sex every day? Pretty much uh, most of the days. You do with other yeah. people or you're like, are we talking about no, yourself? No, like, no, no, with my, with my partner. Oh, with your partner. Okay. But, yeah. But, <laughs> but when, when I was not really, and I mean, actually even still, I still find that it's very important for self-pleasure. Even, uh, I mean, it's rare, more rarely happens as we are making love so much. But um, when I was single, I would do self-pleasure very, very often, if not every day, then yeah, a few times a week for sure. And that would help you, as you said, recharge. It's like recharging your phone, yeah. reconnecting Feminine yeah, energy. and even more than that, it, it also helps you to move your energy, to move your emotions, because also our emotions can be, are imprinted in our bodies. Yeah. You know, if, if you know anything about like osteopathy and stuff and other types of modalities where like this psychosomatic connection, like now there's lots of statements how our bodies actually contain our emotions and our thoughts even sometimes. And so in the same way, when we are moving our sexual energy through the body, through, uh, it's like it's an extra way and like extra powerful way to um, keep ourselves clean as we go from our emotions, not to allow things to accumulate and get stuck. Mm -hmm. And uh, coming back to the vagina, vagina also accumulates all those emotions. And sometimes even inside of the vagina, there are numb areas or very painful areas. Yeah. And these are the areas that actually also uh, either con contracted because there's so much resentment or so much unprocessed, unfelt feelings, or there is like uh, some, yeah, maybe the burning can be associated with anger, some anger that was not expressed. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's quite amazing. So I find that it's not only recharging, but it's also helping me actually heal as I go, because also our bodies are naturally designed to heal as they, yeah. as, as we go. And when we accumulate emotions and don't move them, then the disease results from that. Okay. I, I mean, I could literally sit here all day and talk to you. I do have questions. I'm not letting you leave without answering, but I just want, so first of all, if you don't have a partner right now, that doesn't mean that you can't be having a sexual experience 
And it's an amazing way to get to know your body. Actually look at your vagina, actually figure out how to make yourself have an orgasm and get to know your body. And you can have that same release. And then when you do have that partner come into your life, you'll also know yourself more and how to kind of get yourself to that place. So when you and your partner are having sex, and I hope you don't mind, I'm like getting so personal with you. This is Robbie. No, it's fun. I love it. (laughs) Like, do you, um, do you always orgasm? Like when I'm finding this an interesting mindset shift. I'm like, if we're not aiming for the orgasm, how do we know when we're like done having sex? Do you just have sex all night? Like sting? Like what's happening? (laughs) So uh, I wrote this book, as you said in the beginning, Liberation to Orgasm. And actually my view on orgasm is very different to what most people view as orgasm. Because most people associate with orgasm this kind of five, ten second peak experience of excitement and release. Um, and I find that this is not actually the most uh, beneficial and most, not the most powerful way to orgasm. Most powerful way to orgasm is where we really orgasm with the whole body. And it's not the same feeling. It's not so sharp and quick, but it really feels like all your cells are starting to buzz and vibrate. And it happens by simply allowing and allowing to feel emotions and to voice. Yeah? Many women also constrict their throats and they don't allow the voice to come out as they make love. And uh, this is also a powerful way to help release, to move the energy. And as we move and release the energy and we move and release the emotions, uh, then we are also uh, liberating ourselves into this orgasmic experiences and this experience of natural pleasure, which is uh, inherent to all of us. Our bodies are naturally designed for pleasure and uh, this eroticism is in- inherent in our system. So that's... Um, yeah, that's that's a kind of an ongoing experience, I can say. It's like an orgasmic state. So, yeah. uh, of course, it's very important how we start having sex and that we don't go into... Because what, what sometimes happens is that like women are all day like squeezed and tight and just operating as walking heads and they're kind of turning into ice cube a little bit, like totally frozen. And then it comes like evening and, okay, now let's start the show. Yeah, now let's go straight into penetration and do do this thing quickly, quickly, and then uh, orgasm, and then we're done. <laughs> this doesn't work for, for women, you know? It really doesn't. We can try, and then what, we, what happens is we just accumulate resentment, and that's it. But um, what works is to keep that, that connection throughout the day, yeah? Mm-hmm. To keep, keep like, connecting to the body throughout the day and keep connecting to our eroticism throughout the day, be it alone or with a partner. And just maybe in small things, like even sometimes it's taking a little bit more time with the food, yeah? Like smelling the food, really tasting the food. Even this is an erotic, sensual experience that may... Um, that feels good, yeah? So uh, focusing on things that just feel good, that bring pleasure throughout the day, that will also make us more open as it comes to the time to be uh, in a sexual context with another. And then uh, when we are with another, it's also different, yeah? We also need to know that to before go penetration, most women go way too, way too early into penetration because they think it's expected from them again. Right. But if we shift the focus even from penetration, to go like, okay, you know, you can make love and not even have penetration. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> and of course, maybe it will be hard to explain for men, but it's really something that, that we need to know that you don't even have to go into penetration. Right. You can just be in this energetic exchange and this erotic flow together and that can be an extremely nurturing experience 
Wow. So yeah, that, that's one thing. And then when you really feel like your whole body is a yes and your whole body really wants the penetration, then you go there, of course, and it's also very nice. <laughs> it is also very, very nice for sure. <laughs> it's all so nice. What would you say, you know, I, I'm thinking about a couple um, conversations that I've had where the, the woman like just isn't really having an orgasm, like isn't there yet. Any thoughts on starting that process? And this is like the people I'm thinking about are in marriages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 75% of women don't have orgasm from intercourse. So I find that this is important information to know. And then also uh, 10 to 15% don't have orgasm ever. No, no kind of orgasm. And is that just so because that physiologically they're not able to, or there's no, so many factors? No, no, no. No, everyone is able to have orgasm. Again, orgasm is really our natural state. Right. But the, uh, what kind of orgasm? There are different types of orgasm. And some people, they are more wired for some types of orgasm and other for others. For some, for example, the clitoral orgasm is very easy. And that's like, yeah, for others, it's not. For others, it's more easy to actually have a vaginal orgasm. And, and um, we can develop all of them, but then still we will have some that are kind of more effortless. And then ultimate orgasm is an orgasm of the whole body so it's not only genital focus but really you feel buzzing and vibration and this kind of little firework exploding in your whole body so that that's the orgasm like all of them they're totally accessible for everybody but just sometimes we're looking in the wrong place and we're expecting that it's going to look like this pornographic kind of thing that oh my god it's like so much pleasure it feels like the mountains are shaking and you know volcanoes are erupting and all of this like just forget this this is nonsense (laughs) i'm so glad you shared that stat that 75 percent of women because when I'm thinking about these conversations, it's like there's so much shame around the fact that they mm-hmm. can't or that they're not Absolutely. or that they're having to fake yeah. it. And so I think th- this type of conversation is just so important for women to understand like that A, it's normal. B, I think a large part of it is this culture that we're surrounded in and the lack of conversation that we have about it. Um, but I'm so grateful to you for sharing some of the tips and, and just gentle ways that women can start to get into their own sexuality consciously, um, through resting, moving your hips, eating more mindfully and enjoying moments of eroticism throughout the day. Is eroticism a word or did I just make that up? Yeah, 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 it is. Okay. Um, really tuning into our own feminine nature and into our bodies as well. If, I mean, I'm definitely, I would love to have you back on the show because there's, I want to talk about Tantra. I want to like go into, there's so many different avenues that we can explore in this conversation. But if people are like, I need to do some work here, or I want to step further into my sexuality, how can they connect with you? Do you offer any courses on this? Where, Mm -hmm. what are next steps for people who want more? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you're very welcome because we also touched the subject of orgasm. So you're very welcome to download my free ebook. It's called Your Orgasmic Guide. Um, and we can leave a link. Yeah, yes. so uh, there, there's like nine steps to those uh, conscious orgasms that change lives, we can say. And there's a lot about this reframe and really where are those orgasms and how 
how to experience them. So that's one thing. And another thing that I really recommend for all women is to uh, take my course, Activated Woman. And I'm very happy to offer to the listeners of this podcast a special um, thing with a 50% discount on this course. Mm. Uh, and this course, I, I find that it's like, it's, it's just, it's just such good, useful things for every woman. I don't know why or how women even live without those practices because it's so, so, so natural for us to want to be connected to ourselves, to want to thrive, to want to feel good in our bodies, but not many are teaching this and not, we just don't know. No one, no one taught us when we were growing up this stuff. So this course is full of that, full of this knowledge and practices and, and things that women do. And this course just women are raving about and the really specific ways to connect with the vagina, the step-by-step guides, how to do this. Um, also about conscious conception also and uh, conscious contraception. Um, so all those things we cover. Uh, yeah, so these are, this is an amazing first step for women. And then from there, yeah, welcome to my trainings and uh, whatever calls you. Amazing. Oh, I am I am doing this. We will make sure that we will link to the free guide um, to your book, Liberation from Orgasms. Liberation into Orgasms, not yes, from yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't sound right. And to some of your courses. Thank you so much for joining us today. I can already see women swaying their hips a little bit as they're listening to this episode, wondering and and asking themselves how they could step more deeply into their own feminine power. So thank you so much for empowering women in their sexuality. Thank you, Erin. Really love talking to you. Thank you for this rawness and authenticity. ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com slash listen or on your favorite podcast platform.